Duncan launches to the Third and 10 from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape. Turns the corner, stays it back. What's going on, guys? It is another episode of College Football's favorite podcast, the Millions oh, yeah. Dogs Podcast. Um, I'm Hunter. And I'm Dylan. And as you can see below me, make sure you guys are watching on YouTube. If you're listening, mm-hmm. uh, do it on Spotify. Yep. Uh, make sure if you're on YouTube, where we like to primarily put most of our content, make sure you're subscribing, guys, um, and watching mm-hmm. the videos. And... Uh, yeah, uh, do we, Dylan? Should we tell them now or just come out with it later? I think we should come out for it later. You know, get okay. the whole plan first. Get the plan okay. first. Let's just say there's some talks behind the scenes of something big happening. In the podcast. We're 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 gonna make it perfect first before we yeah. come scare you guys with it. Yeah, it's not. We're not bringing anybody on. So nope. Get that out of nope. your head. Not yet, at least. Not yet. We're maybe, not that maybe big one time. day in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not that big time yet, guys. So. Guys, Tom Brady's coming on next week. Sorry to break Tom it to Brady's you. Coming. I see. I saw. I was watching Get Up this morning, and mm-hmm. they were talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement again to go into the Jets. It's not. Said so the man's fifty years old. He just got celebrated and put in the ring of the Hall of Fame of the Patriots. Like, he's, yeah. I don't just leave him alone. I care less about what Tom Brady does. The amount of pain yeah. he gave me as a Steelers fan. Leave the man alone. He's fine. He's not coming back out. No. I mean, I don't know about you. If I was Brady, I just saw what happened with that liability of an offensive line, New York. And it yeah, took no, three plays. Like... Three plays to really just. He ain't going. He ain't going back to New York. Yeah. Ooh, going back. He ain't going to New York at all. No. He's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Like anyway. He's going. He's going to be on ESPN. No, he's he's co-running the Raiders. No, no, but he's going to be on uh, the main cast this season. Mm. That would be kind of cool for an episode. It, I already they already did the um, for the show started the main cast. They did like a a run through of all the guests. Uh, that Jared Goff and Livy Dunn are going to show up at some point. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. That's star studded right there. Star studded. Oh yeah. All right. Anyway, so this is a week two recap video. So mm-hmm. we will be going through and uh, recapping what happened week two. Remember, Tuesdays are going to be our recap days. Thursdays, maybe sometimes Fridays. Mostly Thursdays are going to be previews into the yeah. week. So make sure you're watching both, watching, subscribing, liking, and sharing the videos. As we want to try to grow con- grow the channel and get content out for you guys to enjoy. All right. With that being said, we had a bunch of games this past weekend, Dylan, and I don't know oh, about yeah, you. You watched them. But, uh, Quite a few. There was a big game down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where 
we see down there, horns roll in Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, before we get too in-depth with it, I do want to say, not that I told you so, but I did say Texas was going to win this game. So uh, you did say that, and I will give you credit where credit's due. I said I I would love – I would rather watch Texas win, but I just mm-hmm. saw Bama winning in the most Bama yeah. way possible. And they about did because never – if you take out the fourth quarter, which, mm-hmm. A, I don't know how the under didn't hit in this game. Yeah. But that's besides the point. This was like a game of like, I don't want to win it. You take it. Yeah. For like three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. Like Texas, Bama playing like crap. I mean, yeah. Jalen Miller wasn't anything. I mean, I'll go through the stats in a second, but just in general, yeah. Bama wasn't doing anything on offense. Texas would get a lead, had a, like a, a small enough lead where they were leading and their defense was playing mm-hmm. well, but like they weren't doing anything on offense. And then yeah. they were just like, I don't want to win. So I'm going to throw it back to Bama. Mm-hmm. And then they would do anything. It was like playing like cat and mouse for the entire yeah. game. And then all of a sudden, like they started scoring. They're throwing haymakers back and forth. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how you thought about the game, but that was one of yeah. the things I took away. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I took away from it was that um, Bama has a quarterback problem. Oh, yeah. And if – because they didn't even – because Jalen Milrow struggled a good amount oh. of that game, and they made no attempt to look at the bench and go, hey, maybe somebody else needs a shot. They were like, no, he's the best. This is the best we have. And this guy you know, is our man. And you could you could be asking yourself that. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like been thinking, and I think I was was it late kick or I was watching so Josh Bate child, Josh Bate. Yeah. Um, a late kick podcast. Great podcast if you guys are interested. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Make sure you guys are watching ours too. But um anyway. They were saying something. He was saying something about like you know, maybe Nick Saban knows that there's not a better option on the bench. Yeah, I mean, back in spring they realized they had an issue. They went and got Tyler Buckner. He's not. He's second. He's not even starting. Mm-hmm. Is he even second string? I don't. I think he's third string actually because I think Simpson is second. So, but you know, didn't want to go to Simpson. Didn't want to go to mm-hmm. Buckner. You know, they yeah. leave Miller out there. Milleroe has an issue of either A, he was locking down on guys and he threw two yeah. bad picks because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's just like, first read's not there, I'm time to panic, and I'm going to just yeah. scramble out of the pocket and try to run. I mean, new, countless. I mean, I could keep I yeah. know, say how many times. It would seem like every play, if they passed, it was, oh, I'm freaking out. I got to go. Yeah. And, I said, with, without question – it absolutely felt like he was not comfortable in that spot at all as a no. starting quarterback. He just, you know. he just seemed rattled. Mm-hmm. What were you saying that finish of your thought? Um, I was just going to say is that throughout most of the game, he had some great runs. Like, I won't lie and say he, he's definitely talented as a runner. Yeah. But just like, you know, as a quarterback and as a passer, he just so often would make the most ridiculous, re- ridiculous decisions you could think like you you would watch him and you'd be like why would you do that mm-hmm. milrose stat line 14 to 27 255 yards two touchdowns two picks as we said it was bad picks yeah i mean yeah. pull up a video he's staring at the guy 
You just you're telling him, and there's not another receiver on that side of the field. He's staring at him. Um, yeah. He also led the tied in 15 carries for 44 yards mm-hmm. and carries at least Jace, uh, uh, Jace McCollin, uh, 12 carries, 45 yards. And then Jermaine Burton had two receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. He had two touchdowns taken back as penalties. Um, I think yep. an underlying story too. Um, Bama five of 14 on third down, but 10 penalties for, or 10 penalties. Yeah. For 90 yards. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. No, and Bama's, de- Bama's defense zero sacks. Where mm-hmm. Texas had five sacks on a Bama offensive line that was praised as a yeah top class. Like they're going to be grounded pound, rushing the ball like crazy. Like they only rushed for 107 yards. Yep, and most of them were from the quarterback too, so they weren't designed yeah. runs. No, they were just scrambling was, out of the pocket. Yeah, they uh, there was a ton of scrambling out of the pocket. There was a ton of um. Just a brief pocket would open. He doesn't see it. He's gone. Yep. Gained 10 yards. Mm-hmm. I will say the biggest thing to note about this game, though, is I think Texas is absolutely a contender for the playoff this year. Oh, yeah. I think they're the best team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And I think number two would be probably Oklahoma. And I don't think they're on the same level. But that makes that Red River uh, Red River rivalry game a heck of a lot more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if Oklahoma stays ranked, I think they're they're playing decent ball. Um, mm-hmm. I who they, they they play. Um, I'm gonna look up who you want to look up who they play this week. Yeah, I got you. One second. I don't think it's any crazy, but um, you know, if they continue to play good ball, I mean, that sets up a really nice matchup. That has two ranked. Uh, top yep. of the tier. It's mm-hmm. just funny how like the two best teams we think are right now, uh, both leaving next year. So. Yeah, uh, they're playing Tulsa. Oklahoma's playing Tulsa this. Oh time. yeah, that's right. Because they're like, th- I think Tulsa's a thirty-two and a half point underdog. If I could be wrong. Yeah. Something uh, crazy like that. Um, it looks What's... like it's twenty-seven and a half. Oh, so I may have a couple points off. But oh, you know what it was? Tulsa was that last week to Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but how about Texas? Let's shift over to Texas because, yeah, man, I mean, came in as if it was just another game, mm-hmm. never looked rattled. Yep. Even when I mean, it's just Quinn Ewers just looks like a just a, a different animal out there. You know, he gets yeah. the hair, he gets fret looked up. Mm-hmm. He just, I mean, 24, 38, 349, three touchdowns. Just easy work. I mean. Mm-hmm. That Bama secondary, we were talking about like maybe weaknesses in that Bama. Yeah. I mean, that secondary got eaten up. Yeah. Part of that was that the D line wasn't getting anything going on. You were you were sitting <laughs> back there having enough time of his life. You were no, had, had the time every single down to scan the field and re, take in all his reads. And the I think the big thing too, like he protected the football. Yeah. Like there was no turnovers. They were very, I think, consistent on offense. Yeah. Um, I think they probably would have liked to run the ball a little more. There was a couple of times they got into the red zone where they had to settle for field goals instead of mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, but how about A.D. Mitchell? I mean, Georgia killer. Or, I mean, not a Georgia, I'm, a Bama killer. Yeah. I would say I'm shocked Georgia let that guy get out. Cause... So he did that because he has a daughter that lives in Texas. Okay. I think that makes the big sense. reason. 
was that. So yeah, I think he wanted to be closer to home. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine. Yeah. And um, not to say Georgia isn't missing him, but Georgia has the talent to. I think we're fine. Yeah, make I mean, that loss. Mitchell's one of a kind, but I think we're all right there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he had two crazy touchdown catches. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You know, not even not even to even you know Xavier Worthy still there, and he's he just had as nice, good as he was last. He had year. a great catch, dude, like over the shoulder. Yep. Right there, he caught that. He had five mm-hmm. receptions, seventy-five yards. Yep. I mean, the Jatavion Sanders had five receptions for one hundred and fourteen yards. I mean, this was an overall just onslaught. I mean, the last time Bama lost at home was to LSU. Mm-hmm. The last time they had lost to a non-conference opponent at home was ULM. That was back in, in 07. That would have been Saban's yep. first year. Um, yep. This Texas offense reminds me a lot of – I don't want to make like a point, like comparisons crazy mm-hmm. like that, but a lot of like that LSU team. That went into Bama. Yeah, three explosive receivers, a running back mm-hmm. that's solid enough in Brooks, yeah. and a quarterback who's a, vet, a experienced quarterback that's been there is just lethal if you give him time and can just make all the smart decisions. Mm-hmm. And he's just calm, poised in the pocket, like knows what he's doing, like takes full control. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seemed like. I mean, three hundred forty-nine yards, one hundred forty-nine. 349 passing, 105 yards rushing, 23 first downs. They went 7 18 on third down, two or three on fourth down. I mean, that's balance at its finest right there. Yeah. So, do I think Texas? (laughs) I think Texas is in the playoff. It's a bold claim. I think think they're good enough. I think so. I think they're, yeah. I think they're, I think, I think there's a solid chance. They finished the season number two, three, four in the country. They moved range. all the way up to four. So here's their rem- yeah. next. Here's their next. We'll go one, two, three, four. Yeah. Next, next uh, five games. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They get Wyoming at home, Baylor at Baylor. Yep. They get Kansas at home, and then it's the Red River rivalry, and then they have at Houston. Yeah. So do very winnable games. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the only games I really would worry about on that schedule are Kansas and Oklahoma. Personally, I mean, those are the two games that make me go, "Ooh, that could be the spot for Texas," because you know obviously Baylor, rivalry with the there. Baylor game is a Saturday night game at seven thirty, and mm-hmm. if you watch, I mean that's always a, just a wild place. Waco's a house of horrors for some teams. Yeah, and so you just never know. But I feel like Texas is one of those teams. I think they're kind of like in the group of like mm-hmm. tech, like Oregon, Texas, Florida State, mm-hmm. uh, where like you know where like you're not really um, realistically on paper you're you're the better team. But yeah, will but will you do the classic shoot yourself in the foot game and just mm-hmm. and lose the game that you should? Yeah, that's where I kind of see them as. I don't know mm-hmm. how you do. You see Florida State is that. I mean, because you've seen them. Yeah. Florida State shouldn't have lost to NC State last year. Yep. They let the Clemson game get away from them. Mm-hmm. The Wake Forest game, they just lost. They just got beat. They just got beat that game. But the two of those three, they really let them get away. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
And then Oregon always just finds some way, runs them. I was very impressed. They won this weekend, a game that they mm-hmm. realistically always lose, but they won yep. this week. We'll get to that game a little bit later. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm interest, intriguing to see how Texas goes. I don't think yeah. there shouldn't be a team that's better than them. I don't think there's a team that is in the Big 12 or on their schedule. I don't think there is a team that's actually better than them. No, but we'll not, just have to see if Texas can play up to what they should be. I will say the one game now. I, I I'm going to go back to the schedule. The one game mm-hmm. I have circled on the map right now is at or they get they're at home, mm-hmm. but they have Kansas State coming to town. Yeah, and that's one of the games that's just two of the top, probably the two of the top three teams in the Big Twelve that could be a preview of what to come. Mm-hmm. So, because Kansas State's legit, so yeah, that's a very intriguing game this week. They got Kansas State does at Com- at Columbia for Missouri. That's a noon game, so that's a noon game. Any final thoughts with the Bama Texas? No, I'm just I'm excited to see more Texas this year. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of it. As for Bama. Um, they get USF this weekend. I'm sure they're going to – I would not be surprised if they, they try to play all three quarterbacks or play multiple yeah. quarterbacks, see what they got going into SEC play. It's, is that game in Tampa? It is. Yeah. It's a 3-30 game, ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are 31.5-point favorites, I think, as of right now. So we'll see yeah. how they do. All right. We'll move on, though, to a um, group of Aggies that get rocked like a hurricane. Down in Hard Rock Great Stadium. Title, by the Thank way. you. Amazing Thank title. you. Thank you. I know I'm here all night, guys. No, Mike. <laughs> uh, they uh, 48-33 Texas A&M gets shellacked on the road yeah. in a game that they led. Which, at if you watch the game, at the start of the game, they blocked punt. They block a yep. punt. They score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. A couple drives later, there's a muffed punt that Miami has. They cough it up. AM scores yep. a touchdown. It's like AM's in control. They look buzzing, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tyler Van Dyke settles in and then yep. starts going to work on that AM defense that mm-hmm. just got shredded in the secondary. Yeah. Shredded. I mean, Miami had Miami's defense had three turnovers or forced three turnovers. That didn't help. Mm-hmm. AM blocked the punt, recovered, like I said, muffed the punt. Yeah. But I mean, Miami, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke averaged 12 and a half yards of pass. Yeah. Shredded that AM off. With a and I was watching, I was gonna wait. And I thought if AM won, it was gonna be all over this. Like mm-hmm. how physically athletic and just built their defenses. Like they just look yeah. like a bunch of dudes. But it's like, where's the results? You know? And yeah, I think this is a conversation me and you have had multiple times about, you know, the man behind the headset, Jimbo Fisher, right? Yeah. Cause we're we're on what is it, year six mm-hmm. of Jimbo Fisher in college station. Yeah. And he's they've they've figured out the offense. I was gonna I'll say I think the offense looked good. The offense looked part. I wasn't mm-hmm. I, was, Connor, I think Connor Wigman looks like a quality quarterback for them. He had two picks, but other mm-hmm. than that, honestly, one of them really wasn't his fault. Maybe even the other one. I would. I gotta go yeah. back and look at the other one. But the I one, gotta rewatch. I gotta rewatch the film on that one. 
the one was a uh who it was um crap what's his name uh one of the guys slipped mm-hmm. and fell coming back around his route and it just went yeah. right to the hands of the hurricane so that one wasn't on him mm-hmm. um he went 31 to 53 336 yards he had three touchdowns and he rushed yeah. for one he had three total so he had two touchdowns mm-hmm. rushed for one too um I mean, Amari Daniels had 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Evan Stewart, 11, he had 11 receptions, 142 yards. I mean, they had 26 first downs. They out, they had more first downs. They had 10 more first downs than Miami. Mm-hmm. They went eight of 18 on third down, and Miami only went three yeah. of nine. Miami had mm-hmm. 10 penalties for 115 yards. Yep. Still one by 15. Yeah. And, I think that shows you more than it because I. Van Dyke, 374 yards. He only had nine incompletions, five touchdowns. Yeah. Texas A&M's touchdowns. defense is horrible. Xavier, I'm just going to say it. Xavier Restrepo, six receptions, 126 yards. Jacoby George, five receptions, mm-hmm. 94 yards, three touchdowns. Yep. What? Te- Texas A&M has a sorry defense. Like yeah. it's a joke. That's the only way to describe it. And I don't understand how, like, the last six years of this program have more or less been built on having a good defense. That's all they've had. Yeah. Every single year we talk about how boring, uninspired, and how terrible their offenses are. That's all, like, I feel like that's a hobby me and you have on here. It's just saying, like, oh, my God, who cares about Texas A&M? Because they're not going to be able to score or keep up with anything but Alabama because that's all they game plan for. Yeah. But they figured out the offense, yeah. and now the defense can't can't tackle at all. No, there was missed tackles. There was not getting pressure. They got outmanned mm-hmm. on the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I brought up, Bama did the same thing. It was outclassed on the line yeah. of scrimmage. Yep. And you could visibly tell. I mean, mm-hmm. not they couldn't get pressure. On Van mm-hmm. Moore, on Tyler or Tyler Van Dyke. Yep. Miami's defensive line was getting pressure on Wegmans, forcing him to speed up, and then eventually mm-hmm. sack. So, yeah. If you're not going to give time, not going to get pressure, Van Dyke's going to sit back there and do what he did. And exactly. That's carve you up like your Thanksgiving turkey. Mm-hmm. So, Thank you. just how many more chances is he going to get before something happens? Well, okay. The and thing is, I know it's week two, and we're blowing mm-hmm. it out of proportion because you never know. He they might go on and win ten games. I don't know. Okay, but that defense has, to, and you don't fix that mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. That you are who you are. Yeah, and I feel comfortable saying it right now. I don't think this team wins ten games. Oh, there's not a chance. Yeah, I don't. I. Not a chance. Jimbo Fisher is still at this school because a stupid athletic director got scared he might leave and gave him pretty much a blankless check. If they're going to fire him this year, it would cost them $77 million for a buyout. No, they ain't doing that. Exactly. They only they, they still have about, what, three years left, really, of his deal? Of his deal? Like seven years. Oh, uh, because they extended it. That's right. Yeah. So the athletic director right now, okay. So the athletic director that hired him left, mm-hmm. like two years after he hired him. Yeah, he left for LSU. Yeah, 
right when the, we had the conversation where LSU was interested in hiring Fisher when they fired Ogeron, right? Yeah. They fired and Ogeron. Then, they were interested yep. in Fisher, but it so didn't really feel like it was that serious. Yeah. If we, you know what I mean? But the, the athletic director that took over was terrified and gave him a, a, a I think it was a 10 year extension. I'm going to search this up because it was ridiculous. So I'm looking at AM's schedule. I still so with the offense, the optimism around the offense, which I do like. Mm-hmm. I think Wegman's a guy. You know they have yeah. pieces around that are. Trying who's the guy's name? I'm gonna find the guy's name that a Moose Muhammad. That's who it was. That yeah. fell, and they got a Nia Smith still. That's who it, you know, it was. A, it was a Nia Smith. Mm-hmm. So like they got guys. Anyway, Mari Daniels is good. They have you know. Evan Stewart, who's a dude, big, tall guy. Um, oh no, that's Noah Thomas. Excuse me. He's six foot six, lining up at the slot. He got banged up this weekend. But I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, I still don't think they're going to lose. They're not going to lose them. You lose Anna Munro. If they do, you yeah. fire Jimbo on the spot. Um, yeah. I think they beat Auburn. I watched that entire game. I don't know why in the hell I watched Auburn play Cal. At ten thirty, that ten thirty kick, mm. even until like one thirty yeah. in the morning, I watched one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. Cal mm-hmm. turned the ball over like seven times and still, or four, no, Auburn turned the ball over four times, I think, and still yeah. lost. Cal missed four field goals that would have won, them. and then they yeah. made a fifty yarder, and their guy got called for holding. <laughs> Who gets called for a holding on a holding field? on a kick? What the? No. Now that is funny. So, I mean, they, I think they beat AN, or they beat Monroe. They beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. They get them at home. I think they beat Arkansas. Yep. Arkansas is awful. Oh. It's just not impressive. And that's the know. neutral site. They have yeah. to, and then, so then you get into the deep end, I think. Mm-hmm. So you go in, I think you'll still be fine. I think they'll be 4 1 going into yeah. Tuscaloosa, going into the Bama game when they get them at home. Mm-hmm. So here's your next four. Your next, what is, yeah, Bama. Tennessee at Tennessee, South, you get South Carolina at home, then you go to Ole Miss, and then you have Mississippi State before you get Abilene Christian. Yeah. So when I look at this schedule, it legitimately feels like, you know, I think it's 50 50 on Arkansas. I think they beat Arkansas. Right. But they could legitimately go on a five game losing streak after that. They could. Because. I think even – I think Alabama as, would still I – would, I would go with – if I'm a betting person, I'd go with Alabama over A&M that game. I think Tennessee takes care of them at home. Mm-hmm. I think I, – I, I, don't, I don't see how their defense could slow down Spencer Rattler at all. Like they have a legitimate – Spencer Rattler could probably put 500 yards on their defense. But Spencer Rattler's offensive line is so bad that they might – I don't think it's I, – because I, I think – like Texas A&M's secondary looked so horrible. It's just the fact that, that weeks it's you're in year six and you're a wild card mm-hmm. every year, every week. You never know what you're going to get from this team. Well, it, it's just, it's just one of those things where we're in year six and we're like, I don't think they have a chance at the West. And the West is about like, as I'm, wide I'm, open as it's ever been. Ever been. Yeah. There's not a dominant team. 
I would say the most dominant team right now is probably LSU. I still think LSU is good. Yeah, me too. But, That's why I say that was I, I think LSU is probably got, the top of the conference, and they're and I, they're not a playoff team. And they me. may lose this weekend. I th- Mississippi yeah. State at home, they're gonna, mm-hmm. they might be a fits, and Mississippi State is going to give them fits. Yeah. So, um, like, what do you do if you're Texas State? Like, what what do you possibly do? You, don't, for- you recruit at a level unlike any other. You get five stars out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Shout out Washington State, that one. Yeah, um, that was a good one. You hand the play calling over to Petrino. Mm-hmm. So you get that out. So now you got your offense. Now the defense is bad. Where's yeah. the – when can we put it together? And it's just like, well, maybe next year. Jimbo's got you know a good class coming in. Like, He's got a good class coming in every year. He's, had a, he's always had a good class coming in. He's yeah. never had a bad class. That it takes Last year, they had the number one recruiting class. They went four and eight. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm looking at this right now. So, he would be owed $76.8 million if he got fired. And they don't do he got paid. He got a 10-year contract when he first signed there. And then he got a four-year extension that upped his pay. Yeah. It's just hard because, I mean, a and is not a bad team, but it's just like if this year goes as if it feels like it could, mm-hmm. where do you draw the line? Yeah. That's it's just you, 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 pay, you pay him like he's like Kirby Smart. That's what he's getting paid as if he is. Yeah, and you're getting results like you're um, – you know, trying to you're like Arkansas in the in yeah. The you're getting Sam Pittman results. Yeah, but I would say Sam Pittman has you know showed better results in his time too. I mean, but uh, Texas A&M has has yeah. won more than eight games one time since Jimbo Fisher has been head coach. And they went like ten and two. That was and that was nine and one. He's never won ten games. That was the COVID year. He has right? never yeah, won. They yeah. the country. They didn't. They didn't go to the bowl game though. Yeah, they did. COVID they outbreak. The they didn't go to. They didn't go they to the, won the right. The next year, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah they, they won. The yeah, they went. They went nine and one. That was the because they finished fifth in the country. Yep, but they have yet to win ten games since Jimbo's been head coach. Yeah. I'm now as for Miami. We keep talking about A and M, but this as is for fantastic Miami, news for Miami. It's great. I mean, now I mean. <laughs> The schedule, I mean, now they become a legit threat. I think it's a three-leg race yeah. right now for the ACC. I think it's FSU, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and FSU. Or Miami. Yeah. Duke's on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I need to see Duke beat another team because Clemson, I don't know about. Yeah. I don't know about. I mean, Miami, Beth and Cookman at home. Temple, or at Temple, weird one right yeah. there. Then they, go, then they start really going into – then they start ACC play. They get Georgia Tech at home. They go to mm-hmm. North Carolina. So now here's your four game. Here's a five game stretch for you. Yeah. At North Carolina, Clemson at home, Virginia at home. They go to NC State and then at Florida State. Yeah. What? I mean, a record, I'm thinking, if we're starting at North Carolina, um, I still think North Carolina's offense is better. Yeah. I think they could beat Clemson. I think they would lose to North Carolina. 
I think they beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. They beat Virginia. I think they can beat NC yeah. State. I don't. I don't see anything of Brendan Armstrong at NC yeah, State. I agree with you there. That Florida State Miami game, boy oh boy, that could be a collision That's course. Fun one. I need That'd to see again. I do think I want to see Florida State yeah. play again against a real team. Mm-hmm. I know LSU. They played LSU and they played out of their mind. But I want to yeah. see you guys play someone. Who do you guys play this week? Uh, we play Boston College. Oh, that doesn't count. God, it's at so. Boston College. Then. Boston College is the – there were Holy Cross fans invading the stadium. Uh, you know what? You know what? It's their bandana game, though. Well, you get Clemson. You get Clemson next We go week. to Clemson. Yep. We also play Duke from here. Yeah. I want to see that game. I still intrigued. Shout out, noon kickoff. Dylan's excited about that. Oh, um, yeah. Because he'll be boots on the ground. Boots on the ground the in shining. South Carolina. The Lord's praising Dabo mm-hmm. is singing hallelujah. And Dylan's sweating his ball sack off because it wasn't yeah. a night game like he anticipated. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to meet at the paw after the game with Coach Dabo. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, I, yeah, Miami, keep an eye on them. I, I like the direction they're going. We yeah. are. So – because we're spending a lot of time. But, you know, these are good games. Yep. There's really – what? There's a couple games. Uh, I'm going to do the – we'll do the Tulane Ole Miss one. You watched this game more than I did. Yeah. So I'll let you take the forefront in this one real quick. Actually, um, I'm going to step off real quick, so talk about this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go into detail about some of the stuff in this game. So um, the biggest things of note – one second. Let me pull up my numbers on this game. All right, here we go. Uh, Ole Miss still has a lot of the same problems they've had for the past couple of years when it comes to defense. Uh, the offense looked fine. Uh, they didn't really go off until the fourth quarter where they were just ahead and they kind of sucked the life out of the stadium. But Jackson Dart didn't look particularly impressive in this game. The running game wasn't really there. And they kept Tulane in there till the fourth quarter. Like going into the fourth, they were up, was it 17? Yeah. They were, they were tied. No, no, no. Um, you know, they were tied going into the fourth quarter. Ole Miss took over then. But Ole Miss has some serious problems when it comes to defense. It's. It, it could be worse. I mean, the, the problem is. Tulane played their backup quarterback, too. They were in the game with Ole Miss with their backup quarterback. And, you know, part of that is because that, that Tulane stadium was loud. The green wave was very energetic the whole time. They really sucked. They they kept they, – they made that game close. That, that stadium was – the atmosphere in there was electric. It was very hostile. I see some problems that Ole Miss was having with offense, but – they did not look good for the most of that game. The welcome back. The green wave blew that game. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Is that um, Ole Miss has some problems on defense? Well, they always do. That was it's the same problems we've had for years. But Tulane had their backup quarterback play. Yeah, and it was a tie game going into the fourth quarter. And it took a bunch of false injuries. Yep. And a, you know, 
Although there was a was it a ballsy fourth down call? Yeah, no, there was. I mean, although I, there's was, no such thing as a ballsy cool, fourth down call with Kippen. No, with Lane Johnson. That's just that's just that's just that's just a regular drive. I feel like Ole Miss is like the university where Lane Kiffin could go seven and five his rest of his career, and they would they would not care. Oh, they would not care. No. Well, the thing is, he gets he's so smart popular with how they do. Smart. He's so popular and he's so smart when it comes to scheduling and social media that they'll play. He got it. He got Oakland. He got uh, what's his name? Spencer Sanders. Mm-hmm. They just come there for no reason at all. And now he's wasting his final year of eligibility as the backup. Yep. I mean, just he must have a way of his words. Way with mm. words. Maybe he seduces like the eighties and stuff. Just as like <laughs> gets all weird about it, but he's like they don't. They kind of like hypnotize. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what he's doing. And you know, like they have. You know, I'm looking at Ole Miss's schedule, and their schedule is so for an SEC team, it's ridiculously easy. They yeah. play Georgia Tech next week. Or this week, I think Georgia um, Tech. I got. I, I already have a early uh, pick on that game as far as betting goes, but Ole Miss. Nine, nine, nineteen and a half pages, but I cover, think, yeah, I was, Tech's yeah, gonna cover. Yeah, Tech's gonna cover. They look I, way better this year. I took them. I already got them at plus when they were mm-hmm. at plus twenty and a half. Yeah. So, but yeah. they look they look legitimately better this year, but um. Then they also, you know, they have the regular SEC schedule, but they get to play Vanderbilt this year at home. Then they'll play UL Monroe before they play Mississippi State. And then, so when it comes when it comes to like, well, they SEC still got Bama. They still got they, Bama and Georgia. But they get to play Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas A and M. When it comes to SEC schedules, they got on the light side, I would argue. Hmm. And then they have a joke of a non-conference schedule. Well, everyone does. We do. Well, yeah, but you know, we do. We were supposed to play Oklahoma this weekend, and said we played Ball State and scored thirty-one points in the second quarter after going zero-zero after one. So. Yeah. yeah. I was worse. thinking about this during the Texas game, off-topic, because mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Wish the Green Wave would have won. I still think they're going to be the best team out of them. Non-power five, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, Ole Miss was Ole Miss. I hope they keep winning for all my sake because that means game. That means better chance for prime time. Game day. Yeah. Um, how is? I just don't know how this works. Maybe it's because they played each other already last year. But how was Georgia and Oklahoma not able to play, but Texas and Bama were? And both te- Texas is going to the conference too. I don't know. I have no idea. It's a scheduling conflict for us. Uh huh. But I, I think I think it's because were you guys supposed to play them last year? No, we didn't play. Them. We were supposed to play them this why. year or this year, and I think next, next, next year next? year after. That's why. Because they had already started. The contract. Yeah. Yeah. So once you play both, you once you play one, you have to play both. You can't play one of the two. That's why it happened. You know, Georgia's got Clemson next year. At yeah, Texas, that's good. at Bama. They get they go to Miss Ole Miss. They get Tennessee at home. They get Mississippi State at home. Florida were the home team, and then I think Vanderbilt. I could be wrong. Could be right, but yeah, that's a little. Uh, oh no, we get Auburn at home. Excuse me. But that's not a bad. That's a 
Oh, we go to Kentucky good. too. Yeah. It's not as bad as Florida's though. But that's a different story yeah. for a different time. All right. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah, we'll move on. All right, sweet. All right, we're gonna move on to actually, you know what? We'll say that one. Let's do Colorado, okay. Nebraska. How about All right. Colorado wins again? I know they're only mm-hmm. two games. Uh 36-14. Take care of the corn Oscars. Like I said, where's my recognition, Dylan? Hey, you know what? You're right. Thank you. I, I, I did say they would win. I'm not no, gonna you lie. Didn't. I you was could, wrong. It could be a close game and there's gonna be an yeah, Iowa type yeah. offense. And no. It was I, low out. You you love to misconstrue me there. Crush. Crush them. Never yes, enough. they did. Never I would say the the first the first quarter it did seem like there for a second that I was like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, but no, but, I mean defense yeah, forced on you. Defense forced four turnovers, had two sacks. Mm-hmm. Shador Sanders had thirty one completions for forty two attempts. He had three hundred ninety three yards. He has over nine hundred yards passing in two games. Uh, two touchdowns. He hasn't had a pick yet. He threw. Yep. He had three total with a rushing. Um, how about Xavier Weaver? Kind of coming out is like the, the people talk about Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter's going to get his mm-hmm. share, his flowers. Yeah. But Xavier Weaver, back to back weeks now with over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown, 10 catches, 170. Jimmy Horn had eight catches for 64 yards with Travis Hunter's three with 73. Um, still a concern, though. Uh, Colorado's rushing attack still stinks. Uh, they only mm-hmm. rushed for 58 yards and up 1.8 yards per carry. Yeah. That's still an area of concern, and still why I don't have them elevated above teams like Oregon, or you know, I still think Utah is still betterly built. I think than they are. Yeah. Um, I think they're better than Nebraska or USC, but I don't. Know. You think Colorado is better than USC? I think they can beat USC. I don't think they can beat USC. USC's defense sucks, and Colorado is short. Sanders is going to carve that thing up. Eat them up. This is all, I'll only say this is all you can eat buffet. They have played some good defense this year. USC. They've played Stanford, Nevada, and San Jose State. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear about good defense until they play someone. And I, I don't want to say it, but like Nebraska. I was trying to say, and you didn't understand what I was saying last week. I said Nebraska has an Iowa type offense. Well, Jeff Sims because they Iowa do. Because I was gonna say because Jeff Holy Sims is terrible. Stank fest. Yeah. Bad. Bad. So I, I I I don't think that really gives us a clear showing of how good Colorado's defense really is because they they did not look that good last week against no TCU. They gave I up a ton of points and USC's offense is way better than TCU's. But if Colorado's offense can continue to do what they're going to do, mm-hmm. oh boy, oh boy! I mean, they're going to be four and zero going three and zero going into Oregon. They're going to yeah. hell out of Colorado State. Yeah, and then they're going to they're going to go to USC and be four and one going in three. Yeah, three and one going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be crazy. It was the f- largest crowd. And Colt and at Boulder, in Boulder, yeah, in like fifteen years. Just wait until Colorado get host USC in a couple weeks. Yeah. I will say, if we're talking Nebraska, 
Nebraska's defense played well enough to win that game. Like they kept them in the game for the most part. Yeah. But then there's a the fact that, or the offense stinks so bad that, you know, you're just, and then it becomes fatigue sets in, lack of depth. Mm-hmm. Depth doesn't play or help. Yeah. You know, you just, you know, that it's just the usual. Uh, Jeff Sims looked very overwhelmed. Like, did not know <laughs> what to do. Nine of 15 passing, 106 yards. A pick, two fumbles, loss, mm-hmm. ten carries. He had for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. He did have the one long touchdown. Yeah, but like Nebraska's leading receiver had fifty-seven yards. And that was Billy Ken. Mm-hmm. So Nebraska's defense had eight had eight sacks and eleven tackles for loss. They should have moved to the backup, Purdy. They did. They brought him in later in the game, but from earlier. Mm. Well, so at that point, the game was kind of still a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just got away. I mean, did you see the throw that Shodor Sanders had? He looked like a shortstop fielding a ball and just threw a Oh, no, I know the one beating. you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tweeted it out, and I was just like, I was just like, holy cow. I mean, that was a line drive BB gun. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like fielded it like a shortstop and just fired. Yeah, I was like, I was that was one of the most impressive throws I've seen from a college quarterback in a while. From like not like a non-long ball. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to is there anything else? I mean, I think I touched on it. run game needs work. Colorado. That's why again yeah. I think Oregon's going to beat them next week because a mix of Autzen, mix of the defense is better. I think Oregon has yeah. heck of a lot better defense. And I just think Bo Nix is playing really well still. Mm-hmm. They got dudes to match Colorado, and the defense is what's going to help them. So, yeah. Oh, we'll get more on that in a couple weeks next week preview. But um, Colorado, what do you think they're over? What do you think? So they're over under win total is three and a half. So they're going to blow gonna, that oh, out. Yeah, they're going to they're going to get that. What do you think? Like as far as like. Out like eventual, like record wise, do you see? Oh, uh, what, what what do you, what do I actually think they're going to win? Because they still have to go to Oregon at USC. Yeah. They have Arizona State on the road. Mm-hmm. They got to go to UCLA, and then they host Oregon State. Then they got to go to Washington State, and then got to go to Utah. So, I think there's four losses on the schedule. If and it's told, not, it's it's all the hard games. If you told Colorado four losses going into the year for the entire mm-hmm. year, they thought you'd be smoking crack. Yeah. Because I, I, I think they lose to Oregon. Like you do too. I, I know you think they'll be I, I think USC wins. And I think I they lose to Oregon State and Utah. I could see a slip up 10-30 start. Starting down FS1 mm-hmm. at Washington State. Washington State's a decent I can see that too. They took care that. of Wisconsin this weekend. It's the thing. I was I was thinking about the UCLA one too, but then I was like, eh, I don't know. There's a couple games on there. UCLA. But as of right now, this team won one game last year. And I know it's different circumstances, but like yeah. one game. And now they're already here. So 
Um, do I agree with college game day going there? No. When you have no. Florida, Florida, Tennessee, you have the backyard they're, brawl. They're 23 point favorites in game days going there. So I saw a photo and I don't know how real it is. And it, it was somebody, but, um, it was a college football college game day producer was asked mm-hmm. apparently about why they chose maybe not to go to the backyard brawl. Yeah. And they said that it's just, uh, Pit not being as good as they want them to be, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the teams just West Virginia, they knew had a feeling, you know. But it's just yeah. like they wanted Pitt to be a little bit better than they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pitt one and one, they're still a one point favorite, but yeah. Um, I do. It kind of sucks that that's not there, but you know, as a fan of just the sport and have you know West Virginia ties, you know, being family from there, but you know. It's one of those games where it's like, why would you skip them? Yeah. But anyway. No, I get, it, but I, I still think it's a terrible decision. To oh, no. In. But it's dumb. I mean, you yeah. have Georgia, South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State. Big name yeah. kickoff's going to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, Missouri. You know, Minnesota, North Carolina, Washington, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Tennessee, Florida. I mean, I just don't understand. It's the hype around it, but, that's but even it. then, I mean, it just—it just seems so silly to me because in two weeks, you, you can go to Colorado when they play USC. Yes, that's why a lot of people were like, "Why just wait?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you just wait? But I guess they're like, "What if the hype dies?" Well, because what happens? They're going to win this week. Are they going to go to mm-hmm. Oregon? Is that going to be where game day is going to be there? We're going to. have Colorado four weeks in a row. Three, yeah, four, no, but I think what three they mean is that is that like if they if they get blown out of the water at Oregon, hype dies. Nobody cares about uh, the hype um, going in. Yeah. Um, no, you know, game day will probably be in Notre Dame next week. With assuming Ohio State and Notre Dame don't lose, that'll be a top ten matchup. Yeah, exactly. So, and they have to go to that. Come on. Yeah, they have to. Uh, so Nebraska, oh, well, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado, we'll see how far, how far this, uh, what's the uh, word I'm looking for phrase season. Yeah. We'll just okay. see how far this goes. You know, maybe it keeps yeah. rolling. All yeah. right. So we had two more games before we start rolling in. We'll just kind of knock them out. Uh, Utah Baylor. Did you watch this game at all? I just or saw the game? ending. I gotta be honest. I saw the ending. Utah got away with it. So I watched – I had this game going on my iPad. I was watching the mm-hmm. Georgia game mostly. Yeah. But so Baylor controlled the game virtually mm-hmm. the entire game. Bryson Barnes did not play well. Six of yep. – he only threw – six of 19 for 71 yards in a pick. He got mm-hmm. pulled. Nate Johnson came in. But Baylor had – uh. 14 first downs. Actually, I mean, they only had 14 first downs. They were 3 of 11 on third down. But Baylor's defense, three sacks, a pick, just controlled the game. But their offense was slow in the second first half, mm-hmm. hot in the second – or slow in the first half, hot a little bit of the second half, and then cooled down the fourth, didn't score at all. But um, just a game they, like, totally let went away. And yeah. Nate Johnson came in, and boy, what he saved the day. Six of seven when they needed a touchdown on a drive. 
6 of 7, 82 yards. He had 11 carries for 32 yards, a touchdown, which was the game-tying one at the time. Jaquindon Johnson, 19 carries for a buck 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Matthews had four receptions for 48 yards. He's like, it was not a big passing day. They rushed for 224 yards. They had 20 first downs over 8 of 17 on third down. So mm-hmm. the biggest key is Baylor blows us 13 to 6 lead in the fourth. Here, I'll give you the time of nine. So Nate Johnson okay. ties game with a minute and 59 left in the fourth. Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sawyer Robertson, toes a pick with a minute 35 left. Yep. And then Utah scores a touchdown, 17 seconds left. And somehow Baylor almost had a chance to win that on a ticky on a no call PI that they wanted. Yeah. In the end zone, defense saves the day for Utah because they kept them in the game. Um, yeah. Baylor starts out 0 2. Um, Utah 2 and 0. Two yep. nice wins. Baylor they go to Baylor after beating Florida without Cam Rising. I mean, mm-hmm. Utah fans got to be a little bit pleased right there. Yeah, I will say that I saw that last play. That was P.I. to me. I mean. You could say it's ticky-tacky, but on the last play of the game, it looked like P.I. to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It kind of looked like the ref was like, I want to go home. I'm not calling it. Let's go. I don't know where the ref's vantage point was on the field. But, you know, you could, I guess it's. Up to them, you can't review it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to complain as someone that has a friend with the overwind total of Utah. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all in this together, guys. So we're going to take the no call and keep our mouth shut, Dylan. Move on, move on. Yeah. Um. So Utah, let's, I think Utah keeps rolling and mm-hmm. – uh, the defending Pac-12 champs. We'll see how far yep. it take them. Um, I am curious to see when Rising comes back. He keeps warming up, but he doesn't. He's not been cleared yet. So I wonder how much longer. I definitely do think Nate Johnson starts going forward. Mm-hmm. I think just his ability to scramble and use his legs is such a big thing. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, we're going to move on to our final big game, which was the Oregon Texas Tech game. This was going on during the Bama game, but man, this game was a wild ride. And if you had Texas Tech plus six and a half, I will formally like to say, I'm sorry, but I told you you should have gone with the best bets that we put out six and a half, minus six and a half, Oregon on a miraculous pick six. Yeah. Pretty much with under a minute left in the game. So well, you're welcome, America. We made you money. If you chose to go against us, that's your fault. Uh, did you watch this game at all? I didn't even see much. No, I was too focused on the uh, Texas game. So, yeah, I was flipping back and forth. I wasn't – I would catch some, but I watched, like, once yeah. the Bama game started getting a little out of hand, I just switched over. Well, because I was watching the Bama game, and then I was watching the Florida State game. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot it. And then, yeah, and then because the Florida State, Florida State game got cut the time into by the uh, North Carolina App State game. Yeah. I got kind of pretty much um all you really need to know from this one. Did I even make stats for this one? I don't even think I did. So pretty much Bo Nick still looks really good. 
It was a game yeah. that Oregon traditionally loses, mm-hmm. but they found a way to not trip up over their own feet. Texas Tech is an 0-2 team that honestly shouldn't be like two down, like two one loss, mm-hmm. two one score losses is not like getting blown out. It's just yeah. few adjustments, few plays, maybe they got a few bounces that go your way or wins for mm-hmm. you. So I was going to say, you could just tell this game was crazy by, um, you know, on the ESPN app, it has the uh, win probability. Yeah. Look at it for this game. It was crazy. There was like four or five lead changes. It was there's back a, and forth. There's a moment where it jumps up to 76 and then immediately drops down to like 20%. So Oregon had the ball late. They were down mm. two. Yeah. And there was a penalty on Texas Tech, which kept the drive going. And then, you know, Oregon eventually had to kick a field goal. Texas Tech, you know, has a chance yeah. to win. All they need is a field goal. And I'm like, oh, no. And so they – and then the obvious, the crazy pick happens, and they lost. But, mm-hmm. you know, Oregon is – this is why I think they, they're showing the going to Lubbock at night and playing against a team that was back against the wall. Like, you were going to get their best shot, and you kind of took the blow, responded, and won. Mm-hmm. That shows me a lot, and I know I definitely think Dan Lanning's got this team going. Bo Nix yeah. looks like a legit Heisman candidate, and uh, I think Oregon is there. There is no, I don't. This team is has playoff intentions, and I can think they can get there. Mm-hmm. I have them in my playoffs, so I'm, of course I'm going to be kind of like a little like nice job, guys. Biased. Not really. I mean, I don't have like crazy like do or die intentions on them to win, but I make the playoffs. But you know, I think they're a good enough team to make the playoff. I was going yeah. back and forth making those picks with Texas. Mm-hmm. Ended up leading Oregon. Yeah. So I leaned Oregon too. So no need to worry. Well, that's because you probably we all make mistakes. Oh, make mistakes. Okay. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna move on to. Overreaction or no time, where okay, I will go. give out a sentence to Dylan after I take a sip from the Owala. Is it a good cup? Huh? Is it a good cup? Oh, yeah. Not like Dylan's ice bottle. It's got a good piece of ice in there, though. Yeah, I bet. That's because you froze it. So. Anyway, all right. So I got five que- five statements. And we're going to see how, okay. if, how bold and what Dylan thinks about them. All right. Colorado, Dylan, will finish as a top 10 team in the country this year. Overreaction. Overreaction? Okay. Yeah. I, I just think there's too many good teams in front of them. I don't see how. Because in my head, I think they lose four games. I don't think a four-loss Colorado sneaks into the top 10. I do think... Top 15, I can see it. Top 10, no way. I don't think – yeah, I don't I don't see it. All right, sweet. Um, what would you think of? I would think lean overreaction too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just – that offense is going to take them as far as they want. And if the defense yeah. keeps forcing turnovers, I mean, they have six turnovers now forced on defense. 
Mm-hmm. This defense seems a lot, feels a lot like the USC defense, but a better, but we're like gave up points, but like knew how to get turnovers. Yeah. So, but I think their defense is a lot better than USC's. We'll see when they play. They're going to crush USC. Anyway, I don't, I don't Texas is back with this, that statement win. Not an overreaction. I think. They were good last year. I said this coming into this season. I was high on Texas. Um, well, you know, I, I you know we, we can we can talk about it because we we definitely had the conversation where I don't know how, but I slowly convince you to also believe that Texas hype is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I sure think they, that? I <laughs> I think they have all the right pieces for long term. I think they have the right coach. I think. The smartest thing Texas did was hiring Sarkeesian because, quite frankly, he was never a bad head coach. He just had inner demons he needed to fight first before he could really become a head coach. Mm-hmm. They hired the right guy to build their program, and yeah. he's done everything perfect to get them where they are. Because I think when they're in the SEC, and I think they'll have a good chance of competing every year for the SEC championship. I don't know if – they're going to be right off the bat as good as Georgia because I still don't think they're as good as Georgia yet. Or their fans that, want Georgia. Fa- yeah, but, you know, that's awesome. Georgia fans are, like, careful <laughs> what you ask for. We're, like, bookmarking yeah. that one. Yeah. All right. But, um, yeah, okay, I don't think finish. it's an overreaction. I don't think it's an overreaction, though. I think they really are back in terms of being a yearly top 10 team. Like, legitimate right. top 10, not like, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Bama, Dylan, will not win another title under Nick Saban. Oh, man, that's hard. Do you want me to answer this one first? That's hard. I'll yeah, say you answer yours. not an overreaction. I was leaning that I way, I just too. keep – how many more years is Nick Saban going to go? I don't, he's 78, right? So he's not going to be around much longer as far as coaching. Yeah. He won't, he'll still be alive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he'll be alive for. But he's, just, uh, he's 71. He's 71 years old. I just. That's, until so. they find the next big quarterback that they've had mm-hmm. all these years, it's just, I'm not seeing anything. They were supposed yeah. to win it all last year. It was the best team they've had in a while last year. They lost two games. And we still went mm-hmm. 10 and 2, but that's not Banamus. Yeah. This year, they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've already lost a game. Now they have no room to yep. mess around with. They can't make a mistake. No. And so going forward, I mean, until something's proven otherwise, stumble. no. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't even stumble. Get, like, if they have a close game against, like, Mississippi State, people will immediately be like, well, he, they're not that good. No. I mean, I think they legitimately could lose to AM. and yeah. They still got to play Tennessee, who could put up points. I, th- I still think they could lose to LSU. They can lose to LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, they do get a bunch of these games at home, which helps. They get yeah. Tennessee at home. They get LSU at home. But, you know, you still I think go, Texas, you get Ole Miss Texas just showed them the game plan that goes, hey, you could beat Bama at home. Yeah. Just like, obviously, to- I think Texas is a lot better than all those teams we named. But still, yeah, there's a strategy to sucking the life out of that place. All right, SEC, Dylan, the SEC is the worst conference in the Power Five right now. 
overreaction. Okay. They're not the best anymore, though. Not, I mean, not anymore as in, like, forever. I just mean this season, this is not the best conference in college football. That's they, what I mean, like, right now. Yeah. Right now, I would say they're, like, third place. Mm-hmm. Or second place. I mean, because I think, obviously, number one is the Pac-12. Pac-12 is the best conference in America right now, which is crazy that it's got like six months left alive. Huh. Um, but I think I think the Pac-12 is easily the best conference in football right now. It's so deep, so many good teams. The SEC, some ad that popped up on this article. Okay. The SEC is what went. Uh, Against the top twenty-five is right now one and four. The yep. record against Power Five competition right now is three and six. Mm-hmm. They would have lost. They almost went zero and five last. The Ole Miss yeah. game was the only LSU game or the only win out of conference. Mm-hmm. Bama lost. Yeah. Or this past week, because you know LSU's lost. The yep. ACC has owned the Big Twelve or the yeah. SEC. Yeah. A&M lost to Miami. UNC beat South Carolina. Bama lost to Texas. LSU lost to Florida State. I mean, it's not good. Not good. No, not I don't think it's an overreaction either. I Florida don't... lost to Utah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an overreaction. I think the SEC is uh-huh. very subpar right now. As of right now, mm-hmm. it's just a big group of clustered teams that are, like, jockeying I... for position. <sighs> Outside of Georgia, there's not really a team. For Tennessee, mm-hmm. looks slow and sluggish throughout their games. That's why I don't think they're going to win this week. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, I understand why you think that. I still just – I don't know about Florida just because they have problems. It's the fact that Florida gets is at home mm-hmm. and it's a night game in the swamp. Joe Milton's never played on the road in a big-time SEC environment like this. Mm-hmm. He has not looked – they were supposed to – they didn't – they they only beat Austin P by 17 points. It was yeah. the lowest scoring game and a win at home in Josh Heupel's tenure. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was thinking the same thing you were, and then I went and looked at the numbers. It's because Tennessee just runs the ball right now. They run the ball like they're, crazy. So, but they're also not scoring points, though. You could run the yeah. ball for 7,000 yards if you're not going to put points up on the board. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. You know, it then change something up. So... I'm just telling you, I have, we're gonna see. I think if you're an SEC guy, I think you're just trying to get out, of, get rid of these stupidly on out of conference games right now, and just get to mm-hmm. conference play. Yeah. All right, last one here for you, and we mm-hmm. kind of already touched on it, but um, I'm trying to think, because we already pretty much answered it. Miami's a legit threat to win the ACC. I think yes. How about we'll do this instead? Add that. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like legit threat. Mm-hmm. Miami's a a 9. Yeah. Yeah, nine, 8 or 9, yeah. I think it just depends on what happens when they play North Carolina. Like an early, like second, like middle yeah. of the season benchmark. Yeah, because if they lose to North Carolina and it's not particularly close, I would go... Maybe they're not there yet. But if they keep it 
close or they beat North Carolina, I'm like, yeah, they're right there. Like they're right there along with it, along with uh, Duke, Florida State, you know, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I would maybe say a slight overreaction and just say maybe drop it to about seven and a half, yeah. eight. But yeah, that's they still got some tough roads a game ahead of them. I think you know, go, going to Tallahassee is probably going to be the hardest game in their schedule. Going to North Carolina, going to. Uh, you know, Tallahassee is going to be big. So, because like, let's be honest here. If um, Miami beats North Carolina, that's probably the toughest game on their schedule. They'll be undefeated, and most likely Florida State will be undefeated, and they probably both be ranked pretty high. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a game to see. All right, so and we're done with noon. <laughs> now you know how we feel. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> you can shake your new game and be quiet. That's how what we did. You don't get gifted night games every week, Dylan. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Don't worry. We just got uh, McNeese at night. <laughs> yeah. We get, hey, we got we had Ball State. Oh no, we had UT Martin at night, and then we get UAB next week at night game, seven thirty. Yeah. ESPN two. We're getting upgraded. Oh, instead of SEC Extra. Yeah, or SEC Network. So, getting upgraded. Actually, this week for CBS, so. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, so now we're just going to do a little just college football scores around the country. Uh, I'm only going to do top 25 because I don't need to get into yeah. every single conference because I don't truly care or have the time to. Yep, no, it, that's so. fair. Uh, Georgia, what can I say, the dogs, uh, was 0-0 going into the second quarter um, as a fan. Offense got to get faster, better start. Yeah. The mm-hmm. lack of rushing is not good. It's the offensive line's not getting any push. The injuries at the running back have not have kind of stuttered. Um, or um, a lead, leading candidate to take the like you know to be that workhorse back. So want to see them open it up with Beck more. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple throws he made. They were down the field shots, and it was like, where's that been all? You know? Yeah. So, you know, they get South Carolina this week. Will they, you know, we'll do a you know preview Thursday. I already have it on there as one of the headliners. So, but, you know, they cannot start slow. I think they got to come out and just punch them right in the mouth and then just mm-hmm. watch South Carolina sputter. There. Yeah. So, 45-3, though, is the final against Ball State. Ohio State got back in uh, good graces, took out Youngstown State 35-7. to uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had seven receptions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. a good fantasy day if you're yeah. playing daily fantasy there. Penn State, 63-7 to against Delaware. Uh, Notre Dame, after a long lightning delay, went into NC State, 145-24. Utah yep. won. We already talked about that. Kansas State snapped Troy's 12-game winning streak with a 42-13 win. Colorado yep. won. Clemson just looked gross at that start of the game against Charleston yeah. Southern, 66-17. You know, tail of two halves for Clemson, absolutely. I want to say this just because first half, uh, they looked like they were about to lose to Charleston, uh, Charleston Southern. Yeah. And then the second half, they looked like the 07 Patriots in the middle of the season. <laughs> like, it was a complete – it was out of nowhere. It was like, what just happened? 
Dabo pulled out the good gold. Dabo. <laughs> What was it? If like, you're ever oh, bored, God, we gotta if run you, a good place, guys. If you're ever looking for a good laugh, always go back to the deck or the uh, not deck, the Dabo, uh, the TikTok Hickory Dickory Dock. Dabo, he's <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. It's on the clock. That <laughs> was if you're ever looking for a good cringy laugh. Oh my God. There's a video for you. <laughs> I just gave Dylan like just. He's wearing like gloves. And he's just doing the this. mouse runs up the clock. Uh, Dabo, Dabo is goes, now on TikTok. Oh my! Dabo's got that swag, and he's on like TikTok. <laughs> oh my god! Man, they should have fired him after that. That's should have. They should have been the end of him at Clemson, man. They should have just been the end. No, we're good. Oh man! Separate that from our school. Michigan beat UNLV thirty-five-seven. Yep. Ole Miss won thirty-seven twenty. Yep. Miami won. Washington 43-10 against Tulsa. Austin P versus Tennessee. Tennessee 30-13. North Carolina versus App State in a thriller mm-hmm. of a double OT. 40-34, yeah. to North Carolina survives. These two teams play each other every year, and every year it's just a wilder and wilder game. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma. It's, it's, oh, it's always good, though. App they State's are. They're good. always a, a solid always, just uh, sun belt yeah. right there. Yep. I mean, for, remember, they were FCS for the longest time. They were – uh, one of those FCS squad. They won three FCS national championships. They were no joke at that level. Oh no, and they're no joke now. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma, SMU, Oklahoma won twenty-eight to eleven. Duke forty-two to seven against Lafayette. Yep. Somehow the under hit in that game. Uh, Texas won. Over under was forty-eight, and it was forty-two to seven with fifteen minutes left in the fourth quarter. So. Uh, LSU 72-10 against Grambling. Washington State takes out the Badgers 31-22. Uh, they beat them two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Florida, <laughs> thanks for the money, Wash or Wisconsin. For, Florida State 66-13. Any takeaways for your Knowles? Uh, I mean, it was it was a complete blowout. I mean, David David looked like Mississippi, like Southern Miss had a chance at all ever i mean we put in the backups half like halfway through the second quarter <laughs> like it was like it was it was a joke they were running like they went they went for it on fourth down on like every single drive they just would go for it on fourth down anyways sounds like they were just college football. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like it was like oh my god they just do not care uh oregon state 55 7 over uc davis and then mm-hmm. usc 56 10 over stanford and then one more game to shout out uh, the Dukes of James Addison go to Virginia and beat mm-hmm. them 36-35. So shout Thank out you. the Dukes. And shout out Pitt for losing to Cincinnati turns. Anyway. All right. So we will move on to our final segment of the night. Dylan, are you ready for winners and losers of the week? Oh, yeah. All right. So – Dylan, you want to give out your winners first? Yeah. Um, my was Steve Sarkeesian. Big Sarkeesian. time win for this guy this week. I mean, how could you have a bigger win than beating not only did you beat Alabama, but you beat the guy you learned under. You're a one of the first Saban assistants to beat Saban. Number three after uh, Kirby Jimbo, and Jimbo. Kirby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great thing to add to your legacy. Before you even go to the SEC, you've already stamped and said, hey, guys, guess what? Because 
people have said this a lot about Texas. Texas and Oklahoma, we, I, you can agree with me on this one. People have said they're not going to be able to compete with the SEC. That's been a conversation of note, especially when it comes to Texas. Yeah. So the year before you joined the SEC, you punched in the face Alabama in Tuscaloosa. No, that's I just punched you. Knock them out. Yeah. Knockout, yeah. Absolutely. That That's a statement win. By the way, uh, what a group great list of names. By the way, they just, Steve, yeah. Kirby, and Jimbo. I know, right? That's That sounds like the beginning of a three guys walk into a bar. Steve, <laughs> Kirby, and Jimbo. <laughs> this bar is in Mississippi. Kirby wants you to eat. Jimbo doesn't know what to do with the plague. He doesn't have any strategies. And Steve, well, he's just the pretty guy. <laughs> All right, well, who's your um, other winner of the week? Uh, my other winner was Tyler Van Dyke. Okay. Uh, it was absolutely great. You know, I'm a Florida State fan, so obviously I don't like Miami. But seeing him return to 2021 form after everybody wrote him off after last year was pretty great to see, especially since I, I don't know, but I, I absolutely wrote him off personally. I was like, it was a fluke. I was like, he looked so bad last year that yeah. everything we saw good from him was just a little bit of a, um, you know, it was fire. Mm-hmm. He just caught fire for a little bit, but. He looked fantastic. I have to give him that. I have to give him. He played an absolutely great game against A and M. All right. So my winners of the week are Texas and Miami as a whole. Mm-hmm. Two big time wins for big time programs that needed a win like this. For both schools, both yep. coaches were needing of that like signature win, and they both got them. Mm-hmm. Texas is legit. Um, yep. I mean that wide receiver core is as good as any. Miami. I want to see more, but it's a great step in the direction beating AM. Uh, as my losers, as I'll go first, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're the Bama starter. There's a different standard. And what I saw on Saturday is not it. So yeah. either you fix it and move, get ready for the rest of the year, or I don't know. But. And then my other losers are the SEC as a whole. Um, it's just it's like how is the SEC feel like it's this like back to like mediocre down to earth? Like the SEC is like always like the feared yeah. conference. Like teams like you don't you even if you feel like on paper you're matched up well, mm-hmm. like they come out and just swing and punch you right in the face and you don't respond. But it's just yeah. like now it's like what's going on? It's, so, those are my losers. Yeah. So, I'll be honest. I had the SEC also as my loser of the week, my number one loser of the week, the biggest one, uh, simply because you got two top two teams that are ranked getting beaten, and not just beaten, but like smacked around for most. You, for you most of the all these bad, all these bad losses for teams in the West. Yeah, I did. Hey, you know, there's some guy, there's some, there's some goofy guys in the East. You never know. Yeah, there is. You know, like well, Florida doesn't count. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it! We almost made a podcast. Some comment. Hey. Was, come on. All right. What was your but, last um, loser? My other loser was Baylor, simply because that last play was. 
if I, if I, you know, yeah, I got family who went to Baylor. So, you know, obviously I always got, I always got a piece of my heart that goes out to those Baylor bears, but um, that was heartbreaking to see because it absolutely, to me, absolutely. That was PI that just well, did not get called. Well, no, then so, you know, go Utes. <laughs> Um, shout out honorary winner actually of the week, uh, and uh, Oregon for mm-hmm. covering spread first and foremost, oh, yeah. and also winning a game that they should have had no business winning, and they did so. <laughs> congrats there. Woo. Oregon's different now, Oregon's back, they're gonna lose this week. Now, I said that, <laughs> so we have made it through another podcast. Uh, at least today. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure, as it says right there in that header, subscribe if you haven't already. Watch us on YouTube. Yep. Um, I do. post clips out on the shorts on YouTube. We post clips out on the TikToks, on the Instagrams. Yep. Find me on my social, uh, Twitter. Um, if you follow Dylan, you should follow me. If you follow me, you should follow Dylan. Um, yeah. Post it on the Instagrams, at Hunter uh, mm-hmm. You know, Most of my socials uh, are all my names, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, so you could follow me at Instagram at uh, Dylan Tackman. There you Straight go, like that. Yep, and there then go. uh, I got I got to make a new Twitter soon. So when uh, I get a new one, I'll tell you guys. And then you know, uh, like I said, big things coming, we're mm-hmm. still planning them out. And, yeah, uh, so stay tuned there. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, wrap it all up. Remember Thursday we record for week three review or week three preview. Yep. So that'll be out Thursday evening, afternoon-ish, and be ready to roll for Friday going into Saturday. So yeah. uh, excited for this week. We're finally first big week where we got some big games. The last week was good too. So kind of like how we're getting yeah, back into swing things. Yeah. Yeah, there's gonna be there, there's some games to watch this week. That's what yeah. For sure. So there's some games that take but, some time out of your day and just sit and watch. Yeah. Alrighty. So without further ado, guys, remember this is the Knowles Knox podcast. College football's yep. best podcast. And the premier podcast of the sport. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. We'll catch you guys Thursday. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Peace out. See you guys.